Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Coming up this week, the Walt Disney World Swan Resort was evacuated after a hoax brought in the Orange County Bomb Squad. Seven new resorts are coming to the Disney area. And a little later on, Teresa, Kathy, and Jenny Lynn are going to give some tips on bringing some Disney touches into your Halloween. All that coming up next. From the Bob Marley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 747, for the week of October 23rd, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling, Jenny Lynn Knopp. Teresa Eccles, Corey Martin, and back in the production nook, producer Dustin West, along with associate producer Craig Williams. Hello. And I like that better, that uh, two shot. That's it, it, it frames it a little bit better. It does frame better. it a little nicer. You'll see it like in like the Universal show. And You're stuff. also like really dramatically lit. You are. Isn't that, look at that. And Bob's like a like a man. Like floating in the clouds. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, everybody just want to uh, thank you for your patience. Uh, of course, last week I was sick and didn't want to get the rest of these guys sick. We thank so you. So we, uh, mm-hmm. we didn't do yeah. a show. And uh, this week we're going up a couple days late because uh, we were doing our uh, we were doing an event with the Dreams Unlimited Travel Agents here in town and. There was just some scheduling confusion. I thought we had Tuesday open, and we didn't. And so we had to move it to today. So we appreciate your patience. Back to normal schedule next week. We'll be back on Tuesday, 1 o'clock, as we always are. So thanks, everybody, for your patience. Uh, if you're wondering when the, sh- when the show's not up, if you're wondering why, uh, just head out to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash disunplugged. And uh, we always put announcements up there about what's happening with the show. So you can either follow us there or just, you know, go check out that page. But that's where we put our announcements also on our personal Facebook pages and on our Twitter account. That is Twitter account. You can also uh, follow us there and get all that all that good information. Um, although this year, really, we've had very few occasions where we've had to miss a show. It's very rare. And, you know. Not only will we do it on Facebook and Twitter and, and social media sites like that, but um, if you go to the Diz Unplugged uh, portion of the Diz boards, that they never miss a beat uh, mm-hmm. on that form yeah. either. They're always on. They're top like of the it. show is supposed to go live at one. Why is it? It's one one right now. It's not live. It's one o'clock and thirty seconds, and you're not live. What's the matter? Um, but uh, now look, I appreciate that people care about it, so yeah. I'm not going to yeah. not going to complain. But. Um, all right, couple things in housekeeping. First, I want to let everybody know the Diz Unplugged app for iPhone has been updated uh, for iOS 8. Uh, you should have it in your updates if uh, you haven't updated already or if you haven't downloaded it. Just head out to the uh, Apple App Store, uh, the iTunes App Store, um, Diz Unplugged, and uh, get all that good stuff from the show in that app. It's also available on Android and on Kindle and those devices through Amazon.com and their app store. So pretty much if any device you have, you can get our app. 
So um, something else I want to announce that we're going to be doing starting next week. Um, we are going to be asking for people to contribute articles to the Diz. And if we use your article on the site, we're going to pay you 50 bucks. Um, very simple, cut and dried. We'll have a link uh, coming up next week where you can uh, get all the details. But it's very simple. Uh, we're just looking for more contributors, yeah. uh, more people to contribute to the site, get some more voices on the Diz. And uh, so if you think you might be interested in doing that, uh, we're not going to put a limit on the number of articles you can submit. Again, we're only going to pay for the articles that we actually use on the site. But uh, so we're going to be doing that starting next week. Been talking about doing this for yeah a little yeah. while. It's all in the details. So we'll uh, like like Pete said, we'll have that up next week. So very excited about that. So start thinking about things you'd like to write for the site, or get them written up and get them ready to submit. So. Um, also, want to remind everybody about the Disneyland show, Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This week, Tony Spatel has a review of the new Knott's Berry Farm restaurant, the Cable Car Kitchen. And Tom, Be- Tom Bell chats with Todd Regan, the executive director of the Walt Disney Birthplace Historical Preservation. And uh, I think this is the, the guy that bought his uh, Walt Disney's birthplace yeah. oh, and is turning okay. it into a, a museum. Yeah. So, should be a very interesting interview. Check that out, disunplugged.com or on iTunes. You can subscribe to their show there. New episodes go up each Thursday. So, also want to remind everyone the New Jersey Diz Meet is doing an ornament sale and they're running low. They've been selling out, selling a lot of the ornaments. Wow. That's exciting. Um, so, if you're planning to make a donation to give kids the world by purchasing one of these, please do so soon. We'll have a link to where you can buy them on our show notes page, disunplugged.com. They have limited quantities of several styles, (coughs) including Mickey, Minnie, and Frozen. Uh, Order yours before it's too late by visiting njdismeet.weebly.com. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. So, a creative way to raise money for Get Kids the World. Yeah, that's a good way. Yeah. And I got a tickle in the back of my throat. You got to excuse me for a second. (coughs) Wow. And of course, like you said, you can check out that uh, that link for the Weebly uh, ornaments on the disunplugged uh, com. I can't get rid of this tickle. Candy okay. helps. Love live shows. <laughs> yeah. Look, if, if eating candy took care of a cough, I would never cough again. Um, I also want to just send out a uh, uh, a congratulations to one of our listeners, uh, John Sinisi, I believe is how he pronounces his last name. Uh, he and his girlfriend Elizabeth got engaged, and the only reason and they got engaged at the Magic Kingdom October fifth, I believe it was. The only way I know that is because they posted it on our Facebook page. Oh, that's nice. Facebook.com slash disunplug. So we want to send out a congratulations to John and Elizabeth. Um, cool way. She's completely surprised her apparently. Aw, <laughs> uh, that's good. So it's a nice place to do it. And uh, it was funny, uh, uh gonna talk about this a little bit later on in the show after we do the rapid fires, but um we were, uh, I mentioned earlier, we were doing some stuff with Dreams Unlimited Travel Agents in town this week. And we were at Universal yesterday and uh, ran into two uh, mm-hmm. couples that were listeners uh, at Universal. And it was very interesting, very interesting. Great, great folks, but it just brought something up that I thought would make an interesting conversation a little later on. So we'll talk about that later. But um, anybody else have anything for housekeeping? I'd just like to remind everybody that the Delaware Meet is coming up, and um, they've extended 
the registration, I believe, until like November 1st. The event is on the 7th, 8th, and 9th of November. They've got a live auction, a silent auction, lots of raffles, a, a ton of corporate um, help and sending in uh, <coughs> big ticket items and lots of good stuff going on. So it's a good meet to go to. So, you know, if you can definitely make it, you can still go. I and have something to share. Yes. I had gotten this on Facebook from one of our listeners. I, I could just read it for a minute. It was from Amy Harravel, and she said, Jenny Lynn, I have to tell you, I just got done watching the video from the Diz Meet in Massachusetts, and you guys were talking about Give Kids the World and how kids feel better after being at the village. I'm sorry. I'm hoping I can get through this without being emotional. I must tell you that I was one of those kids. I was 13 and had stage 2 non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm. I got a wish from the Make-A-Wish Foundation to go to Disney World. My trip was magical. I stayed at the village. This trip is the reason I come back. Disney touched my heart, and I will never let it go. After I got back from my trip, my health started to improve. Unbelievable. I survived something I wasn't supposed to. Disney gave me my life back, and the village was incredible. I go back as often as I can, which tends to be once a year or every other year. I'm now 35. Wow. And doing great. Oh, my God. I hope to one day bring a meet to the northern Ohio area. It would be awesome to raise money for Give Kids the World and have so much fun doing it. You guys are awesome. What a great story. Oh, my God. What a great story. We hear a lot of those. We have heard a lot of those stories. They're there and how they improve. You know, and, and, you know, Pamela Landworth, the executive director of Give, Give Kids the World, is very careful when she shares these stories not to give the impression that they do something there that heals children. Right. Right. Um, Not a miracle town. But that the experience sometimes, you know, changes things, Mm -hmm. changes things and gives, gives some of these families and these kids a different outlook uh, or something to, something to hope for, something to work for. Something to latch on to and just a positive feeling, which sometimes helps improve their health. Can't underestimate it. Mm -mm. Can't underestimate the power of positive thinking. Norman Vincent Peale. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great book to read if you haven't. The Power of Positive Thinking. It's a great book. Um, my mother swears by that book. She oh, made, really? She made me read it when I was like fifteen. Wow. Um, and I've read it like two or three times since then. It's a you know it's 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 a great it's a great book to read. Um, but uh, that's a great story. Thank you for for sharing that. So now uh, some members of the team are going to be in Delaware uh, for that meet. Uh, I am not because I have family in from out of town that I need to, I want to spend time with. So I hope you'll all understand that why I'm not there. But uh, we're still ascertaining exactly who's going. But the team is going, and there is going to be a show done. So we really need your support to please come out and support the folks in Delaware for that meet, especially those of you in the Pennsylvania, New Jersey area. You can take a day. It was a great meet last year. Make a drive. You hear a story like like that about what Give Kids the World can do. And... uh, how it helps and changes people's lives. So, you know, getting in the car and driving and spending the day with fellow Dizzers to help raise money for that cause, I think, is not an awful lot to ask. So if you could do that, we would appreciate it. Um, So it's the weekend of November 7th um, in Delaware. Information uh, on that and everything else we discuss in the show on our show notes page, disunplugged.com. Just select the show notes for this week's show. And you have links to everything, including our news stories, all the stuff we talk about in housekeeping, rapid fire, everything else. So head out there if you need information. But please, by all means, come out and support the folks in Delaware. 
Anything else? Am I missing nope. anything? Forgetting nope. anything? Nope. Okay. All right, let's move on with the news. The first story this week uh, I thought was kind of interesting. The Orange County Sheriff's Office is looking for the person or persons responsible for leaving what is being called a hoax device on the seventh floor of the Walt Disney World Swan. This according to the Orlando Sentinel. The Orange County Bomb Squad was called after a construction worker noticed the device in the area where he was working. The floors immediately surrounding this area were evacuated as a precaution until it was determined that the device posed no danger. Uh, the immediate, immediate area where it was found was under renovation already, so there were no guests okay. uh, in that area. And that was according to a spokeswoman for the Orange County Sheriff's Office. And if they find the person or people responsible for it, they're facing second-degree felony charges. Wow. Ooh. Good. Um, Good. So hopefully they find them, and they find them soon. But A hoax device? I mean, what... It probably was like a, like a ball of clay with like a wire coming out of it. Or I something. don't know. I don't. I don't. It was, the story didn't say <laughs> specifically obvious. what it was, but they used the word. The Orange County Sheriff's Office used the word "hoax device." Hmm. So it was probably something that was made to look like yeah, an explosive that, that wasn't um, an attempted prank. Yeah. When we were at the beach club, what was it? Was it our last day? All these days run together. It was Monday. Monday. So not our last Today day. is Thursday. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what day it is, but we were in our rooms, and all of a sudden I hear, this is the um, Reedy Creek Fire Department. Yeah, it I is now that. safe to go back into your rooms. It's all clear. And I'm like, well, that's really nice, but I didn't get the thing to leave my room. I didn't hear that announcement either. Isn't that odd? I know I had the same thought as Kathy did. I did, too, in a totally different area of the hotel. I'm thinking, okay, something's happening. I I open the door, like, you know, like you're on a cruise ship. Oh, they're making an announcement. And then, oh, I guess I'm safe now, but I didn't know I was supposed to leave. I didn't know I was in danger in the first place. (laughs) But, you know, that begs the question, first of all, why is it out in the hallway? Because, you know, it'd be a lot easier if they rang your phone and said, you know, you need to leave your room or do something, but there should be some kind of procedure. I, that was their procedure. I, would I think, guess. I would think, but I don't know. I would tell you. But all right, our next story uh, the Central Florida theme parks have released their injury report for the third quarter of 2014. Walt Disney World had 12 incidents, Universal Orlando had two, SeaWorld had one. Um, of course, at the Magic Kingdom, a guy lost uh, two fingertips on Pirates of the Caribbean being stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, a 71-year-old woman had chest pain on Big Thunder Mountain, and two people reported feeling sick on Space Mountain. A 62-year-old woman vomited and reported chest pain, and a 53-year-old man who wasn't feeling well that day felt sick after riding uh, the attraction. I don't know what I'm guessing it was Space Mountain or Mission um, Space. I can't believe that. No, it oh, said there were two people reported feeling sick on Space Mountain. A 62 yeah, okay. year old woman who vomited reported chest pain. A 53 year old man who wasn't feeling well that day and felt sick after riding the attraction. You know, I, I, I get why the state passed a law saying that they need to report incidents, but a 71 year old woman was having chest pains after riding Big Thunder Mountain. I can't imagine why. Um, A 53-year-old man who was already not feeling well didn't feel much better after riding Space Mountain. (laughs) Can't figure out why. There should be... you know, there should be a, a line on this report that says, you know, Captain Obvious. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I see this, I expect somebody got hurled from a roller coaster. Right. <laughs> right. right. I, yeah. Okay, okay, the guy losing two fingertips. Injury report. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. that makes sense. 
at Disney's Hollywood Studios, a 71-year-old man passed out on the great movie ride. <laughs> he fell asleep. From boredom. <laughs> it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't he passed out. He just fell asleep and became, oh, became unresponsive. <laughs> From you know boredom. that alien scene is really scary. It is. Um, it is. It is scary. A 45-year-old man reported chest pains on Star Tours, and an 18-year-old woman with a pre-existing condition rode Tower of Terror and reported anxiety and numbness. No. I, I, oh, a 40-year-old woman with a pre-existing condition experienced chest pain on the same attraction. Pre-existing condition. <laughs> Stay off the ride. Yeah, there's all those signs. Plenty. Yeah. You know what this tells me, though? This tells me that no one ever went broke underestimating the stupidity of the American people. <laughs> That's true. But this stuff is pretty safe. They need I, better icons for the guy with the hurt back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like the vomiting. Yeah, the vomiting. It doesn't look like real vomit. You know? Pre-existing condition just kind of blowing around. Her head. Two people reported injuries at Epcot. A 63-year-old man was helping someone out of a ride vehicle at the seas with Nemo and friends and fell. Causing facial fractures. Oh, that um, one sounds a little. That serious. sounds nasty. A 69-year-old man with a pre-existing condition, pre-existing condition, had <laughs> chest pain while riding Test Track. Um, at Disney's Animal Kingdom, a 46-year-old woman lost consciousness at Primeval Whirl. Um, that's oh just from the sheer blunt force trauma that the ride induces. She had the spins. <laughs> <laughs> a 58-year-old woman also passed out at Expedition Everest, falling and hurting her right knee and arm. Oh. Universal Studios reported that a 33-year-old man felt motion sick on Hollywood Ride Rocket. <laughs> Big surprise. Well, I can't believe they uh, have to report that. Well, they have to fill out a... If you go to... First if, aid. First aid, you got to... They fill out and a, a 50, report. Uh, well, a 59-year-old man got a headache on the Simpsons ride. That's what I'm confused about because, I mean, being working in theme parks, they call health services or whatever type of health thing to the rides like multiple times a day. Yeah, and how they pick this? Why? That's what confuses me. How they only pick and choose which right. ones get right. actually reported. I worked at Mission Space, which is commonly referred to as the vomit rocket or the vomit comet. The vomit comet. And I, I had to clean up things that I'm not proud that I had to oh. clean up. Never once was any of this stuff reported. Never once was there a a newspaper article that said somebody got motion sickness on Mission Space because it's kind of like, well, duh. Yeah. They they went on Mission Space and it spins you around at 35 miles per hour in a giant centrifuge. What do you think is going to happen? I don't understand how Maybe they're reporting somebody got this. a headache. Well, I mean, and then SeaWorld's one report was a 44-year-old man who had a migraine on Kraken. Okay. Um, See, th- this is crazy because you know. Also, like like what uh, Craig was saying, like at Blizzard Beach, we would have so many incidents of people with uh, heat stroke. I mean, they'd be at the top of Summit Plummet and just pass out. I mean, pass out, and we'd have to bring them back down and bring them back down the chairlift. But those aren't well, being reported. This is this is uh, th- these reports are voluntary. This is an agreement they have with the state of Florida to do this. The state was going to pass legislation making them do it, and they said, okay, well, we'll do it. We'll do it on our own. So they're picking and choosing which ones. But do the people have a say whether their incident is being reported or not? I don't think so. I would doubt it. Hmm. Maybe I wouldn't want anybody to know I got a headache at the Simpsons. Well, I mean, they're not releasing names here. They're just releasing the stats. And it's a 33-year-old man who felt sick or a 59-year-old woman. They're not saying, you know, so-and-so from, you know, East Peoria. Uh, There is an East Peoria. I don't know. There is. I could understand (laughs) that if... If you had to call first aid or if you had to call for an ambulance, that would go on record. I can understand that. But I can't. Or the doctor was involved. Right, exactly. But 
a headache on The Simpsons. That seems an odd thing to report. Well, you know, if if you you know if you if you go on a ride like that and you get motion sick and you have to report that, you know, there should be somebody there to slap you. Um, <laughs> the theme park should hire somebody. I will take that job. You got motion sick on this sick on The Simpsons. <laughs> of course, you got motion sick on on on, on The Simpsons. You got a rip ride rocket. Um, common sense would tell you it's a roller coaster. You might get motion sick. Don't go running like emotions. You know, oh, I feel nauseous. Of course, you feel nauseous. You just rode a roller coaster. So I don't know, but I'm just in a bitter mood today. So <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> all right. So the other news story this week: Seven Resorts plan for Flamingo Crossing. Now, this is that area of property that is uh, isn't it over near uh, Coronado Springs? Yeah, in that, that neighborhood. Yeah. Down, yeah. Uh, more hotels have been announced for Disney's Flamingo Crossings, the property being built on the west side of property near the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. John Rubini of JL Properties Incorporated, who developed the first two hotels on the property, has plans to build seven more in the next few years. The first two are Town Place Suites and Spring Hill Suites, which will open uh, by January 2016 with 500 rooms. Two more hotels should open by 2017. And Rubini mentioned that the four hotels uh, would be open in time for the opening of Avatar Land at Disney Animal Kingdoms, which uh, at Disney's Animal Kingdom, which will happen in 2031. <laughs> um, if they can't build a parking lot in under 18 months, what makes you think they're going to build a theme land in under 21 years? Um, Rubini said all the hotels would be cheaper than Disney's on-property hotels. Really, yeah. a Spring Hill Suites is going to be cheaper than a Disney hotel? I can't <laughs> imagine. Um, though they won't offer all the amenities Disney currently offers either. Town Place Suites and Spring Hill Suites will cater to the wide world of sports athletes with shared batting cages, basketball courts, and practice fields. The project was initially announced in 2007, but hit a standstill due, due to the poor economy. So they're building an Olympic village. Yeah, basically. And we know how history has told us how successful Olympic villages have been. <laughs> well, this is at a time when Disney is very successfully moving... Was that my front door? No. It sure sounded like it. It did. Yeah, it did. Um, Craig's going to go check it out. Ah. Hopefully it doesn't get shot. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Teresa, your face. <laughs> She's so concerned right now. The uh, Disney has done a very, very successful job at uh, drawing people onto property mm -hmm. from 192 in particular, mm -hmm. which is where basically where these hotels are. Yeah. Um, and so I wonder how really these are going to do in terms of, I mean, yeah, they'll be less expensive, but they're going to have to compete with lead-in rates of, what, $89 at the All-Stars? Yeah. Um, so um, I'm interested to see how seven hotels in the moderate-to-budget range are going to do in that area when other hotels that are established are having a hard time already. Because especially with Pop Century, when they opened Pop Century, uh, it really it really drew so many people off of 192. And that was why they built it. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at like some of the photos of Spring Hill Suites, and it looks like the rooms are like they have like a wall dividing the, mm -hmm. the living room and the and the bedrooms. That could be a draw for some families that you you do get your separation a little bit. I mean, it's obviously it's not a, a Disney resort in by any means. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, I mean, maybe that could be a draw. The fact that people, families do get their separation a little bit for a fraction of the price, and you're right there close to Disney anyway. So, Well, maybe, and too, there's a lot of people, you see when a a lot of these um, Pop Warner leagues and things that come to Disney, maybe Disney's allowing it there so they can put all those sports teams over there because you get people who complain at, like, Caribbean Beach and Pop Century that don't like when all these teams I come. I don't think Disney is going to actively look to move those groups from Probably, all-stars yeah. to hotels that they don't own. Um, I would be surprised. I would be surprised. But I well, think a that, lot of people would be happy. <laughs> no, I think a lot of people would be, yeah. Well, it's another point to think is how does this affect the the value resorts at Disney? How does this affect specifically the all-stars because i think pop century and art of animation are gonna do okay but the the all-stars could be affected by this Mm -hmm. i i don't know i i have yet to see an off-property hotel truly impact any of disney's properties well and here's what the the value resorts the all-star resorts have over the other ones they're still going to have the perks of a disney resort guest whereas the other ones won't you know, extra magic hours and whatever else. Magical that's, Express. That's a draw for people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, interesting to see. I'll be interested to see how those how those play out. Um, all right. We're going to wrap that up and move on to our where in the world photo uh, from uh, two weeks, like 14 weeks ago, whenever <laughs> we put it up. Uh, for those of you watching, this was the photo that we showed. Not really? easy to guess. Anybody guess where that is? That Animal Kingdom? No. Boardwalk? No. Wait, it's so tiny. Yeah. Well, it helps if you're looking closer at it, but... Well, I can tell you what people were guessing on Facebook. A lot of people thought that this image was Animal Kingdom. The Kilimanjaro Safari ride. Mm-hmm. They th- a lot of people thought it was the boardwalk, obviously. A lot of people thought it was the bridge at Port Orleans, uh, either a French Quarter or Riverside, so or a lot, Caribbean Beach. Were a lot of people right. wrong? A yes. lot of people. Were, a lot of people were wrong, but a few people were right. I would say that quite a few people were right on our Facebook and the close-up of a Kenneth Cole shirt. <laughs> yeah, this was the from uh, the boat launch just outside the yacht wow. and beach club. I should have recognized it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Really? So and what? someone got that right. Yeah. A lot of people actually. Wow! Yeah, wow. It was not. Was not as difficult as I thought it was going to be. Huh? That's because I left a little bit of the rope bridge uh, in the picture. Yeah. If they paid down. attention, and you could see the water. Because at first I just, at first I just cropped, at first I just cropped the boardwalk, uh. and so I figured that was too hard. So I, I left a little yeah. bit in on the sides, showing that rope bridge, um, and that's I think what, what and gave all it to the them. Sherlock Holmes out there. <laughs> wow! They figured so, it out. Um, now for this week for the caption, this photo. Um, like I said, we were uh, doing some stuff with our Dreams Unlimited Travel agents uh, in the parks this week, and we had a group dinner in the Prop Warehouse over at uh, Hollywood mm, Studios, which was, was pretty so awesome. Much. And Jenny Lynn snapped a photo of Corey doing something he wasn't supposed to do, uh, playing with one of the props. It was uh, <laughs> like a big cartoon-looking barbell. Banned for life. Of course, Corey is, 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 is flexing. Rules are meant to be broken. That's right. <laughs> and there was like one cast member that was watching he, him. Like She, she was, was gonna, giving him the evil eye. She was giving him some stink eye. Um, thought she was going to pull, oh, pull out a sniper rifle and take him out. No. Because she was, was like, so up, like up on this, this bridge and... I didn't see a sign that said do not touch. Well, but, common well, sense would probably yeah. tell you not to. But 
Anyway, for those of you watching, that's the picture. For those of you who are listening, facebook.com slash disunplugged. You can check the picture out and add your caption to Corey lifting a barbell, a massive, massive weight barbell type thing. Oh, Lord. (laughs) All right. So now we're going to move on. To wrap, we're at one thirty. I mean, um, flying. We got a lot to talk about. Hopefully, <laughs> when we get to this little discussion, I want to have. But I think we will draw this out. Speak very slowly during your rapid fire. <laughs> slow fires, guys. Slow, slow fires. fires. You'd think that we haven't done a show in a week and a half. It would be like we'd have tons to talk about. It's beautiful outside. It is gorgeous here, by the way. Oh my lord! Oh my lord! Yes. It's like 77, 78 out right now. No humidity. Gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. gorgeous. Um, all right, we'll start with Kathy. Mickey's not so scary. <laughs> anyway, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party is sold out for Friday, October 24th, Tuesday, October 28th, Thursday, October 30th, and Friday, October 31st. Tickets are still available for October 23rd and 26th. And if nobody else, I don't think anybody else mentioned this, but the, the move it, shake it, dance and play at street party starts tomorrow uh the new version of that yes okay was anybody at the door by the way craig no there wasn't okay so i locked it though all right thanks um so i I don't know who was mentioning this to me um that there's been a a lot of sold out dates for the halloween party this year like Mm -hmm. more than we normally see and somebody had been there on a sold out night and said the crowd was great that Hmm. it wasn't bad at all and that everything was a walk-on. And somebody speculated that with all of the complaints they have been getting. Webmaster Alex. Alex had said it, right. Yes. Um, that with all the complaints Disney has been getting with the Villains Unleashed and some other things that they've been doing, that they cut back on the number of tickets. Could be. Because <laughs> I know, was it last year we went to a sold-out Halloween mm-hmm. party? And it was miserable. Now, Sunday was Sunday night sold out. We went to the party Sunday night. Mm-hmm. We had heard it, it was sold out. And it was sold out. out. But it, it was, was very packed. pleasant. It was, wasn't bad, but no. it was... Already mm-hmm. the first night of Not Mickey's Very Merry Christmas, Christmas party. party, November 7th, mm-hmm. sold out. Yep. I don't oh. think I've ever seen that happen yeah. where the first night of the Christmas party sells out. Um, oh. So um, I'm starting to think that they may be dialing, but I think Alex yeah, may be right. Because when he first said it to me, I was like, no, nah, that can't be. But the more I think about it and the more I hear these sold out dates coming up, I'm saying... You know what? Maybe they, Maybe are. they are. But even while they're dialing it back, I think they're also creating a sense of urgency for people. Like, if not this year, next year. They're like, oh, we missed this party. Let's get our tickets early. And I think they're yeah. going to have more sold-out dates next year. Or I, or, but I also think that it probably creates a sense of urgency for the other dates this year that aren't mm-hmm. sold out. Mm-hmm. That, oh, I can't get that date. You know what? I better take this one now. Um, um, you know, I'd be happy to see all of them sell out without them overpacking right. the event. Exactly. <laughs> but... Um, I, I think that's an interesting observation. I wonder if that's if that's what's going on. But yeah. this is more so, you know, just anecdotally, I haven't gone back and looked, but anecdotally, just it seems to me that these are more sellouts this season than in previous yeah. seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only excuse for that, really, I could, that I could think of is that they've dialed back on the number of tickets they're selling, not that they're getting a lot more people. Uh, it's a fun buy-ins. party. Mm-hmm. It is a great party. They do a great job. No, no offense or buts. I wouldn't waste any money on the, the villain soiree. Mm. Um, but uh, in terms of the part, the Halloween party itself is amazing. So yeah. you don't need the soiree. Trust me. Trust me. 
But uh, all right, thank you for that, Kathy. Jenny Lynn. Okay, um, I have Walt Disney Animation announces Moana, and I hope that I'm saying that right, a new CG animated film for 2016. Um, it sounds to me like this is going to be some version of Sinbad, but I'm, you know, as a teenager, twist on it. It says, uh, Moana is about a spirited teenager on an impossible mission to fulfill her ancestor's quest. Set in the South Pacific world of Oceana. Isn't that what Lost is? Well, that was the airline, Oceana Airlines. Moana or Mona. (laughs) Mona. Is it Mona or is it Moana? (laughs) I I would assume based on that culture's pronunciation of things, it would be Moana. Okay. Um, But also, Oceana is a really vague term for the (laughs) continent that includes Australia and then all the Pacific Islands that you're familiar with, New Zealand. So is this like the South Pacific version of Frozen's... Arendelle, you know that's this. probably what they're going for. Okay, but it's more likely like a, more likely a South Pacific Pocahontas. <laughs> okay, um, are we going to eventually have an attraction in the World Showcase? If it sells a billion, <laughs> a billion five, uh, yeah, actually, we will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, this chick is searching for a fabled island and this chick. <laughs> teams up with her hero, the legendary demigod Maui, to traverse the open ocean on an action-packed voyage, encountering enormous sea creatures, breathtaking underworld and ancient folklore. Okay, all kidding aside, all kidding aside, my my heart is hoping that this is the beginning of the next golden age. That would that start, be nice. You know, like the last one that started in the late 80s with Little Mermaid mm-hmm. and brought us Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King. Um, yeah. And, you know, this is the same group that did Frozen. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you know, but if for me, every time I hear the synopsis of a Disney animated film, I'm always like, meh. And then I see it, I'm but like, oh my god, it was amazing. Great. <laughs> yeah, they always turn out great. Yeah, it says that the the directors are the same people with the Great Mouse Detective, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Hercules, Treasure Planet, and the Princess and the Frog. Yeah, mm. so Treasure Planet, not so much, but everything else sounds great. I like Treasure uh, my, Planet. My my hope is that um, my hope is that this follows the same format as previous hits as Frozen, that it is a, uh, a classic musical, that it does find that story point that, uh, that kind of uh, connects with, uh, with certain audiences. Uh, it sounds really cool. It sounds like what they were trying to do with, with Pocahontas, with Princess and the Frog, with Mulan, creating a different type of character for girls to look up to. And I'm really excited about it. When I first heard about this, I was very excited that this could be a, a really cool adventure movie for young girls. You will see. Now, that's something. Do, do we have time? With yeah, this? we're, we're still taking. Time. We're, we're strolling our fire. I hear not rapid fire. Um, <laughs> strolling our fire. Why is, why is it a, a girl again? It seems like we have so many heroines. Don't little boys need to watch something Big other hero. than vehicles? They do. They do. I think... Uh, and I, I'm probably going to get flamed for this, but um, I think little girls need the role models more than little boys do. I think the pressure on little girls, on girls and women in general right now, in terms of everything from career to body image, uh, is constantly under assault. Um, yeah. I don't care how far we've come. Uh, well, you're not going to hear any arguments from me about you know, that. And so I, I think that, you know, I, I, I don't think you can do too much in that arena. Um, and I I'm think just trying to think of the last time there was a 
boy hero in a story. Well, well I guess we have Max in whatever that other, you know, the new movie that's just coming out with the big Michelin tire man. Yeah, yeah the big, big hero six. That's going to yeah. be okay. very, I mean, it's a Marvel comic book series that <laughs> Disney took over completely. So Marvel has no control other than uh, just kind of guiding them with the story. But it's all Disney. Um, but I would argue that Wreck-It Ralph is a character. I know it's not a boy or anything, but a male character that had a complete attitude change throughout the movie. I mean, yeah. that was definitely something that boys could and look I, up to. I could, you know, arguably take the stance as well that, you know, everything that, that uh, Marvel has produced under Disney oh, is aimed yeah. squarely at that market. Oh, yeah. true. Um, so I, you know, I think strong, smart, independent female role models can't have enough of them. Cannot have enough of them. So that's my take. That's well, and my take. Pixar also fills in the void for yeah. boys a lot. I mean, Toy Story was very boy centric. Uh, yeah, yeah. Up, you know, until and really uh, until Cars. Merida and Brave. I that guess that's kind of, of what I'm right. thinking, though. I mean, there are boys boyish stories, and I, you're right. Pixar and you know Avengers. I, I guess I was thinking more along the lines Princess of the CG, and, yeah. you know, animated films and a an actual little boy not not a male toy or a you know big balloon you know superhero well, that's just, <laughs> I mean that's just Baymax in the movie though the the main character is he's still hero. hero he's a he's a teenage boy yeah I mean so. his name that's is true. hero that's, so. that's true okay I stand corrected Where, I think the, the one place I felt that Disney needed to do more and probably still does is in the parks with some of the specialty stuff there's a big focus on princesses mm-hmm. um, and oh, yeah. you know there, you know, may be some young boys that want to go the princess route, and nothing wrong with that. But for the most part, I think most young boys probably want to go a different route. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, they they did kind of take the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique idea with the, the Pirates Pirate League, League. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I think they could do more. I think they could do more in that realm uh, in terms of. You know, appealing to boys in the parks. Now hopefully, it's coming with Star well, Wars Land and yeah, Star Wars would definitely appeal yeah. to that. And that's where they're going to have to do it because of having the Islands of the Adventure mm-hmm. issue with Marvel, and they can't do the meet and greets that they've done out in Disneyland with Captain America, Thor. Like they just they can't do that here right now. So until they can, that's all going to kind of be pushed to the side. Uh, they just released photos of the Baymax character that's going to be coming to the meet and greet, and it looks amazing. I think that's going to be a huge, huge draw uh, whenever that gets debuted, especially for boys. But uh, they're they're definitely trying. Yeah, they just, they definitely need more stuff as far as like I mean, Ferris loves to dress up, and I mean the extent of his stuff that he can dress up in. You know, Woody, um, Buzz, and we have a few other things. But there's a ton of princess stuff mm-hmm. that you know Finley's room is full of princess costumes, and Ferris's is very limited. And if y'all ever want to see the funniest thing ever, you should see Tinker Ferris. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's a trip. I mean, it that really was adorable. is. <laughs> that was adorable. But they they need more stuff for boys to, uh, you know. I, I agree. If you don't mind me saying, just after this whole conversation, beyond the whole, is it good for boys? Is it good for girls? The story of this sounds awesome. Like I'm really excited oh, to see I agree. Polynesian culture put on screen and the and that kind of stuff. It sounds really cool. All right, good discussion. Thanks for stretching that one out, <laughs> Teresa. All 
right, let's discuss this one when I'm done. <laughs> Disney Cruise Line's Navigator app now offers a chat feature on board for guests to be able to connect with other guests on board the ship via the app. Um, this started on the Dream on the 16th of this month. The Fantasy starts on the 25th. It's not yet available on the Magic and the Wonder. So it's almost going to be like text messaging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. I don't also I necessary, I think. Yeah, I, think I mean, after yeah. going on the cruise with my kids, I text with them regularly in real life. So when we got on the boat and I was trying to allow them to have a degree of independence and check themselves in and out of kids' clubs and and such, um, you know, they only give you two of those. Are they called wave phones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have one for everyone. I only had one for myself, and I had one that I gave to my oldest daughter, but I was trying to give Miller, my 12-year-old son, a degree of independence as well. But I did not have a way of contacting him when he went somewhere without Margot. So um, if he had been able to use his cell phone with that app, that would have solved that problem. Yeah. And I would have felt much more at, at ease. Being able to know where he was. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I can see it for kids, but as an adult, one of the things that I like is when we start to sail out is to put that phone in the safe and not look you. at it. Till um, you come back. I'm not okay. Well, I know. Well, I know, but I mean, there's some people. That's why I go to extraordinary measures to have unlimited international data. <laughs> Let's on my just phone. hope it's on the magic when we get there in November, Kathy, because I will be chatting with you. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Thank you, Teresa. Corey. I know this is not a Universal show, but I am going to mention this anyway. Universal announced a brand new ticket that gives you your third day free when you purchase a two-day park ticket from now until June 2015. Now, you can get a single day or park to park. The single day admission for three days is $135.99 for adults and $125.99 for children. And if you want to do the park to park, it'll be $175.99 for adults and $165.99 for children. They also give you options where you can add um, Blue Man Group to it or combine it with Wet n Wild or certain hotel packages. Um, I think it's a great deal. Uh, they, they had this for a while, and um, this is only open to U.S. and uh, Canadian uh, guests. So if you want more information on this ticket, go to universal.wdwinfo.com. And I would say, after having done the train at Islands of Adventure, you need a park-to-park ticket to take advantage of the yeah. train. Yeah. And I've had clients at The said, Hogwarts Express. Right. That clients went, oh, but we only want to go one way. You still have to have a park-to-park ticket. Mm-hmm. And I was behind somebody yesterday that was insisting with, you know, the team member there that, you know, she should be able to ride. And she had to go out, you know, and yeah. get the additional park-to-park on her ticket. So get it when you're booking, you know. Don't wait to be surprised in the park and find out yeah. you need a different kind of ticket. We get ticket. a lot of calls at the Welcome Center asking about the ticketing and what our opinion, but my opinion is, Onyx, I'm the only one answering the phone, and I always tell them you need to park to park, because it just doesn't make any sense Especially now with the opening yeah. of Diagon Alley. Just no yes. yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to not have a, par- a park hopper. And it's yep. just like any Disney park where you kind of get bored with what you're doing halfway through the day. I mean, it takes a lot of real devotion to stay in a theme park the entire day and not break it up with anything else and sometimes you need that because the lines will start getting really busy in one park but they're dying out in the other ones Mm -hmm. so i mean it's just it makes more sense to do it and with this ticket in particular uh adding on wet and wild also it's like another forty dollars but you get three days of wet and wild included too not just one day so it's it's a deal. You can get three park days and then three wet and wild days all within 14 consecutive yeah. days. 
it's worth it. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Corey. Dustin Thomas. Yes, I have uh, an interesting update on what's going on at uh, Epcot World Showcase, if I can find this thing here. Um, you know, there's been a lot of uh, entertainment changes at World Showcase. Uh, famously, you know, Off Kilter is gone, and now they have a new log rolling show or whatever it's called. Have you, have <laughs> you seen Jack it? Show? I haven't, I haven't seen the Lumberjack show. Don't no. rush over. Okay, well, a, a so new... So not a good... Uh, no. I heard it's loud, Somebody huh? called it the Lumberjack show. Ooh. <laughs> we can hear it from the beach club. Yeah, it's... They, can you they, really? It's like they were coming through the trees with chainsaws. <laughs> they have a, they have a red a team and a blue team, and they first come out, and they throw an axe at a, like a target a on the wall. And, you know, <laughs> then they have, like, the two-man saw competition mm -hmm. and then they fire up the chainsaws and they cut a log i mean nothing says they disney cut a log. magic yeah they cut a log i don't even well, know that sounds anticlimactic <laughs> but you know what's not anticlimactic is italy's new uh show and, and i think this is in replacement of the uh comedy troupe that they had there the sisters yeah mm -hmm. it's uh, a new traditional flag waving act has opened in the italy pavilion I will try to pronounce this word, Spendiatori di San Zepulcro performs. Oh, really well said. Yes. Oh, there's Smooth. that. It's like, a, <laughs> like you came from Italy. <laughs> I know. I was born and raised there. Uh, they perform a 12-minute show daily at 11.20, uh, 12.10, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4.20, and 5 p.m., the act is currently in soft opening, so you can check the time guides if you're in the parks to, to check them out. But I have never heard of a traditional Italian flag-waving ceremony, but it sounds like it goes back and forth, and it's going to be really intense. I wonder if um, you're... Do you remember in... Um, what is the movie? Under the Tuscan... Whatever. Under the Tuscan Sun. Yeah. 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 She went. There was a flag-waving thing where the guy got hit by a flag. I right. Remember, I remember that. Well, that's uh, uh, that actually is uh, uh, a thing yeah. in Italy. Actually, uh, the restaurant that is now Il Molino at the Swan used to be called Palio. And Palio meant... Uh, uh, Waving over the flag? Well, it meant pole, but it was like... Um, they had the flat, all the flags all over the place. It was all part of that whole thing. But... Um, so yeah, I, I guess that's... There, there is a cultural, a, a yeah. cultural tie-in with that. Whether or not that's going to be better than... The, what was it? The sisters? What were the, I can't the Ziti remember. sisters. Ziti sisters. Ziti sisters. Whether it's going to be better than that, I doubt. Again, yeah. this, all of this sounds like let's save money. Yeah. And, and didn't it occur to anybody when they named that that most people are not going to be able to say it? So what's going to be the nickname? Now for this flag, the flag show, the, the flag, flag people, people. The flag, yeah. flag people, flag flags people. in Italy. <laughs> the good news is, is as far as I know, Sergio's still there, so you can oh, dunk man, a basketball. I could say something if I wasn't going to get in so much trouble <laughs> if I did. Oh. The flags in Italy, um, yeah, Sergio's still there, so you can be have fun with a mine. I'll tell you when we're done with the show. And not not our Sergio, the Sergio in Italy, Sergio. So that's that's my uh, flag. Rapid fire. All right. Okay. Thank you, flag person. <laughs> Craig. Okay. Well, uh, glow with the show. Everyone's favorite way to enhance nighttime shows at Disney is uh, being renamed Made with the Magic, and they're adding uh, three new props to that. Um, uh, 
a Minnie Mouse ear with the lights inside, a sorcerer Mickey wand, and then uh, Mickey hand. So, um, and it's going to start interacting with even more shows and events. Uh, but Ooh. overall, it's I think they're just trying to keep extending Glow with the show and try to. Just hope it com- catches on. Hope it catches on in a new way with a new name because, I mean... It, you don't a, see very many people no. with those mm-hmm. ears on anymore. I've only seen it twice where it was meant to be, and that was uh, at the premiere of World of Color Winter Dreams <laughs> and then at the Fantasmic premiere out here Then when they brought over the ears. And I know you were at the... Uh, yeah, we, the original glow yeah. with the show premiere. Me and Corey were out yeah. for the original glow with the show. It was a press event, and they handed them out to everyone. It's the only time That's I've only ever time, yeah. seen it actually work the way it's supposed to be, where every single person in the crowd had it. And it yeah, was when seven people yeah. have it in a crowd of a thousand, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, then it, it just becomes annoying. You have yeah. somebody with you know glowing <laughs> ears in front of you. you know? Well, and here's the we, thing: those ears are very expensive, and they're heavy. And they're heavy. Yeah. You put them on your head, and it feels like you've got a massive weight sitting on your shoulders and then you know you take them home and after a little while the battery dies i like the headband though it's kind of cute cute. i think the glove and the wand will actually be the two best ones just because now like with the ears we've talked about it many times they sit on your head you can't see what's happening you rely on everyone else at least now with the hand you can like hold it out in front of you and just royally piss people off because you're sticking your hand out exactly it's It's a burning man they're just new (laughs) new devices to annoy um Mm -hmm. so I mean, but they've already invested so much in all this technology and installing everything to to make glow with the show work. So why not just invest more in making it try to stick? But texting is going to we'll be stick. so tough with those hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they give them to cast members. <laughs> all right. Thank you for that, Craig. Um, before we wrap up and uh, get into our poll for next week, which we forgot to put the poll up two weeks ago. Sorry. We promise this poll will actually go up. Um, as I was mentioning earlier, we were over at Universal yesterday and uh, ran into some listeners um, that uh, were uh, were obviously hanging out at Universal. But not just that, uh, these guys were doing split stays. Um, these are big Disney fans who were doing three or four days at Disney World and two or three days at Universal. And while running into two couples that are doing the same thing is not a trend. I just thought it was interesting. I remember, and it was not all that long ago, to the vast majority of Disney fans, if you said universal, you were met with any number of responses, none of which were positive. And I, you know, the number of people that said, I will never step foot in Universal property. I can't stand Universal. Universal's this, Universal's that. That began to change with the the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Islands of Adventure when that opened. What was that, three years ago, four years ago? It was in 2010. 2010, four years ago. Um, And with the opening of Diagon Alley this past June, it's like all bets are off. It's mm-hmm. how, just what I'm feeling and seeing in town. And just from the, the sentiment on the boards, what we're seeing with Dreams Unlimited Travel, what I'm hearing uh, in feedback, it is. it seems to me like it's now progressing from people willing to go spend a day over at Universal to people doing these split stays where they're spending three or four nights at Disney and two or three nights 
at Universal, which I highly recommend, actually. I, mm-hmm. I highly recommend. Um, but I wanted to kind of open up a discussion about that. And do you think the sentiment is really changing now among the hardcore Disney fans about Universal as a result of Wizarding World and Diagon Alley. I, I, I want to say this, like with uh, with Julie, she um, she's a tough one to convince. Like if if she doesn't want to do something, she's not going to do it. Like Julie, try this. I don't want to try it. Just take one bite. I don't want to try it. Same thing with uh, Universal. The um, we've always loved Universal, but this this past uh, three days with the the fam, I I let her go do it, and because she deals with a lot of the tickets. I and just stuff. want to make sure people understand the the the. the the word fam is an industry term, means familiarization trip. Right. Uh, it's what travel agents do. They do fams, and they get familiar with a particular destination. In this case, we're talking about Universal. But yeah, so, so yesterday was a full day at Universal, and um, you know, I was kind of going through the schedule saying, well, you go see you know, Diagon Alley. It, it looks awesome. She's like, I, don't, I really don't care about it. She goes, I'll, I'll go to this. I won't go to that. You know, I really don't care about seeing it. She came back last night so excited. She goes, we need to take the kids and stay in the, the Minion Room at Cabana Bay. We, we need to go show them this and show them that. So the fact that she was completely turned around just for spending a day there was was awesome. I'm going to be, that's my blog this week, that you know I'm a big Disney lover, but what we did staying at the Universal Resort and going to the parks, it's like, wow, you know, they've really upped their game. They have really upped their over game. Over there, and, you know, everybody who knows me knows I don't like change, and so when I went over... No. <laughs> when I went to Universal Studios, it's like, you know, I still had in the back of my head, you know, that they got rid of Jaws. You know, I like Jaws, you know. But when I walked into Diagon Alley, I went, oh, I totally get Much it better use of space. Yes, yes. Yeah. And just the look on people's faces as they were going through the area. Oh, yeah. It's like, wow, they've, you know, it's like they've captured. And, and even the, you know, the whole Disney versus Universal thing, it's like, I'm glad now there's this, like, feud or fuss or, you know, Universal does something. So hopefully now Disney's going to up their game. But Universal's watching. Universal's paying attention. They're up in their game big, big time. time. They really yeah. are. I can give you my, uh, my real-life personal experience as a, a person that has traveled to Disney as a kid throughout the years with the hopes of going to Universal one day. Every year we would go to Disney World, and my dad would throw out the option, you know, if we want to take a day or two to go to Universal, we can. And we didn't. And then even when Islands of Adventure opened up, that was kind of on the cusp of something that me and my brother might be interested in as kids with, you know, Marvel and the roller coasters. But still the idea was, well, we have Busch Gardens, Williamsburg back at home. We can ride roller coasters whenever we want. We want to go to Disney. We want to go to Disney. If I was a kid and I was into Harry Potter like people that age are, there's no question in my mind that, okay, deal breaker. I've got to now go a day or two over to Universal, I have to see Harry Potter. But see, it's not even that. Just kids are into Harry Potter. That bridge is a whole. Oh, yeah. I mean, adults just right. as well as the kids are. This is something that really is for I the I saw whole a guy family. yesterday, I saw a guy my age walking around wearing ropes. Oh, yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, now, you know, for me, uh, what I've noticed is that it's not just been a change in terms of how they're theming or uh, the kind of attractions that they're adding. My big complaint with Universal, with the opening of Wizarding World, was how they handled 
a lot of the business end of things. They ripped off a lot of people with their introductory packages. I was one of them, and I called them out for it. I thought they did a great job theming the Wizarding World, but I had a big problem with them calling it a theme park within a theme park because all people were hearing was theme park. Right. And they're getting there going, where's the theme park? Um, And there was a lot of things going on business-wise that I thought was dishonest. And as a result, I, it just kind of soured. I got a sour taste in my mouth with Universal. <clears throat> Since Comcast has come in, that has changed completely. Now, all of a sudden, it's just it's like working with an entirely different company. First of all, I couldn't help but notice yesterday how happy the employees, the team members, they call them there, how happy these people were. Mm-hmm. Now. And this is like when I was interacting with them, not in the group. So I'm just a guest. I'm not like, with because we run a VIP tour. So it wasn't like they knew we run a VIP tour or anything. They were just, um, you know, I picked up my annual t- my annual passes. Uh, Dustin and I picked up our annual passes at the Will Call kiosk. Went into the park. And this, first of all, the ticket taker the girl looked at our tickets, addressed us by name. How are you today? Really happy, very fu- very friendly. And I said to him as we walked in, when was the last time you had a ticket taker that friendly? I was like, it was stunned how nice she was. Every team member we came across, like Disney used to be back in the old days. Mm-hmm. Well, not to go off on a tangent, but at Disney in particular, the uh, front gate is can be where they send their not-so-greatest cast members. If they can't fit in anywhere else, they send them to the front gate. Well, you know, I'll tell you something. It sets a tone. It sets a tone walking in the park. But it's not just the front gate. I mean, I've... Well, I don't want to necessarily go off on Disney and service. In that regard, I want to talk more about Universal and how... I, I'm finding a higher level of it. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. I just you. I agree with what you're saying. Is is my point? It seemed like there were a lot of um, team members, cast members, who just they seemed very enthusiastic and energetic. Is probably the word that hits me. They seemed, you know, uh, just a higher energy. Whereas I think more recently at Disney, uh, my impression of the the cast members there, they just seem tired and sometimes over it i mean i was in a line for seven doors mine train and the guy like literally yelled out not to a guest but to himself because he was mad he made a mistake and you know burst out with because he made his calculation wrong it to the point it shocked me i'd never seen anything like that before um but yeah i I think that's what that's what just has kind of hit me Maybe I'm just at Disney more, so I see more cast members on their not-so-best days, but well, also, at Universal, the energy just seemed up. I, I, I also take a look at uh, Cabana Bay, uh, the new resort. Mm-hmm. And uh, how many rooms is that? 1,000 rooms? It is 1,800 yeah. rooms. 1,800 rooms. 900 family suites, 900 standard. So you're talking about 1,800 rooms and brilliantly themed, that whole 60s Mad Men. Oh, I can't wait to go back. Um, the agents loved it. The agents loved it. I loved it. Kevin was over the moon. Mm-hmm. Our Kevin was over the moon with it, which is saying something because Kevin has no Universal holds no appeal for him at all. Julie keeps talking about the, <laughs> the minion rooms over there. Yeah, um, they're not at Cabana Bay. Oh, they're not. They're at I think it's at Portofino. Port- oh, okay, she Port- wants Port- to go there. Yeah. yeah. Um, the um, 
definitely built to compete with Art of Animation. Mm-hmm. But the rooms are half the price. The family suites are half the price of Art of Animation. Um, something else that they told us, because I wondered, why aren't you giving express passes with the rooms at Cabana Bay? And their reasoning was very simple. It's 1,800 rooms. We put 1,800 more express passes in people's hands, and we're going to start having problems. And our express line is not going to mean anything because it's going to be a 15- to 20-minute wait. And then nobody's going to want to do it. And I'm thinking about the complaints I'm hearing with Magic Bands and mm-hmm, Fast Pass Plus. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I hear that explanation being given, that they're getting ready. You know, They just announced they're going to build another hotel. And that hotel is not going right. to have express pass, front-of-the-line access. Oh, it's only going to be uh, Portofino Bay, Royal Pacific, and Hard Rock. They're just leaving it there because that's where it works. And they're not, they, don't want to, they don't want to mess with that experience. And I say to myself, okay, you know what? All these things I'm seeing, this is what Disney needs to pay attention to. This is what Disney needs to pay attention to. This is what your competition is doing. Universe. And they're doing, I'm sorry, they're doing it a lot faster mm-hmm. than you are. They're building attractions and entire lands in their theme parks in a fraction of the time it's taking you to build a damn parking garage. Go ahead, Craig. A lot of, one thing that people don't really know about Universal that well, or at least from my experience, is that Universal actually did, tried the My uh, Magic Plus type system way before Disney started getting into it. Universal had a thing called the U-Bot Express Pass. So you pick up this little remote control kind of device and you were able to schedule every single ride you wanted to go on using the express lines and it was just instead of having your express ticket you just had this little device and you scheduled everything out in advance so you knew where you were going next the next and next and I, had they never, just, I never knew that all they did was the the person out front would have their other device and they put them up together and if it cleared it then they got to go through the line kind of in the same way as my magic plus in fast pass plus it didn't completely fail i believe you can even still get it to this day no one really does because it's a hassle but they tried it and they were hoping that it would work before fast pass plus ever came out Hmm. and it was very unsuccessful people didn't like getting the thing because then if it was a ride where you had to put all your stuff in a locker you'd have to put the device in a locker too and it just it didn't work out right. so it was the precursor really to fast pass plus universal <coughs> figured out that that whole type of planning your day system doesn't really work out in the long run i mean it's one thing to have that idea in your head but to then actually have to go and sit down and say i want to do this then this then this it doesn't in the long run it doesn't work it's just too much focus on planning it out and you can't ever really go crazy and just let loose and do something random i have to agree with craig and believe me i have a sincere appreciation for anal retentive planning um that's me too i love it i mean right exactly but um, i built a business on it (laughs) true so um but even with that being said i'm not really loving the fast pass plus system because even with my desire to plan anal retentively that it just becomes it becomes a little bit um laborious so much so that i feel like it has started to interfere with my ability to enjoy the park the thing that i liked about um universal system is it kept it simple 
you can it, it applies for everything across the board well except for the Harry Potter lands um, and you just get in the line when you get there I just but I just I want to point out that Universal is dealing with a fraction of the uh, of the foot traffic that Disney is well that may be the so case it's it, it, we're not really comparing apples to apples my point was that they were making a managerial decision about what they were going to do with these new hotel rooms based on the experience people were having and the experience they wanted them to have with their Express Pass system. And that sort of thinking, that sort of attitude and approach, we want to preserve the experience, is what I'm not seeing yes. a lot of at Disney. And I agree with what you're saying. And that's where they, I think, And I'm not debating that Disney doesn't have the need to do what they're doing, but from the guest perspective, from me as an individual visiting the park i appreciate the simplicity that you can get from right. the express pass at universal versus the uh fast pass plus my magic band wonderful magical things over at disney okay you had something Corey? yeah i know there are a lot of the, the majority of people we're talking to are disney fans there are um there is a, an option you can do if you want to almost try before you buy or dip your toe in the water and go to universal there there is a ticket um a one or two day park ticket um, it includes transfers from Disney to Universal, and they'll bring you back. So this is a great option if you just want to get away for the day, check it out, try it for one day or two days. It is a park-to-park. Um, they'll pick you up at any Disney resort, schedule your time. It's through Mears, and then they'll bring you there, round trip. A, a lot of people are doing this. Yeah, a lot it's of very people, popular. A lot of people are curious to just get over there for the day. So if you are at Disney and you used Magical Express and you don't have a car, you don't want to try to cab it or whatever, this is a great option. Dreams does offer the ticket. And this is going to be our poll question for this week. On your next visit to Disney World, do you plan to visit Universal? Uh, the options we're going to give you, yes, I'm staying on site at Disney and spending the day at Universal, utilizing a ticket like that maybe. Uh, I'm splitting my vacation between Disney and Universal. It means you'll stay on site at Disney and stay over at uh, Universal at one of their hotels. Yes, I'm spending 100% of my vacation at Universal. That's where you're going. You're not going to Disney. Or no, I'm spending 100% of my vacation at Walt Disney World. Very just interested to see where our audience is with this and and what uh, what kind of interest there is in it. And boy, we didn't really need to worry about time, did we? No. Because <laughs> we went we went a little longer than uh, than the hour. Yeah. So I'm very happy about that. Okay. Well, that is going to do it for me this week, folks. Uh, thanks for your patience again uh, over the last couple of weeks. We appreciate it. Uh, coming up next, uh, Dustin is hosting, and Kathy and Teresa and Jenny Lynn are going to give you some advice and some tips on how to bring Disney into your Halloween this year. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Yeah.